A new study Bible has just been published that is different from any other that has ever been published. That's because it is the very first multimedia study Bible. It is also unique in other ways as well. In just a moment, we're going to interview the author of this study Bible, the renowned Bible teacher, Gene Getz. Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Our special guest today is Gene Getz, and my colleague Nathan Jones is here to help me interview him. Gene, welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to be here. Well, we appreciate you taking time out from your busy schedule to do that. And uh, Nathan... I appreciate you joining us on the set today, too. Well, hey, it's a real honor, and it's a great blessing to meet you. You, too. Thank you for Nathan. coming. God bless. Gene, I'm really excited about you being here, and I'm anxious to get into a discussion of your new uh, study Bible. It uh, comes in a box that looks like this right here. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment to thank you for something. Back in the late 90s, or maybe around 2000, we were struggling with the decision about uh, transferring from radio to television. And uh, I had a lot of hesitancy about it, but uh, I had been doing some teaching at your church, so you were familiar with our ministry. And somehow or other, you heard about the fact that we were thinking about going into television, and you arranged for your church to make a very generous donation to us that helped us not only in the construction of this studio, but it was uh, like a sign from the Lord to me that we really were headed in the right direction. I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. And we had some of your team that I was yeah. pastoring, and of course, right. they had great respect for you. Well, we uh, we just really appreciate it. Uh, we launched that television uh, program, this program, in uh, September of 2002. We're now into our 10th year of broadcasting. We're about to broadcast our 500th television wow. program, thanks to people like you who were so generous to help us. What a blessing. Folks, Gene Getz is a pastor, teacher, writer, Bible expositor, church planner, and broadcaster. And he's the author of more than 60 books. He currently serves as the president for the Center of Church Renewal, and he hosts a daily radio program called Renewal, which is heard on the Moody Radio Network as well as satellite radio. He received his education from Moody Bible Institute, Rocky Mountain College, Wheaton Graduate School, and New York University, where he earned his doctorate. And he served on the faculty at Moody Bible Institute and Dallas Theological Seminary. And his latest accomplishment, perhaps representing his most important contribution to Christendom, is this new study Bible called the Life Essential Study Bible with the subtitle, Biblical Principles to Live By. Gene, uh, before we get into your uh, discussion of your Bible, I, I just got to tell you a story, a, cra- a really remarkable thing that happened to me recently, and that is uh, my oldest daughter came by one day after work, and she was very excited. And I said, what are you so excited about? She said, Dad, I, I've got a new Bible. It's just great. said, you won't believe it. And I said, well, what is it? She said, it's a new Bible put out by Gene Getz. Well, I didn't know that you were getting ready to put out a study Bible, and that really excited me to know that you had done that. So I said, well, what's so special about it? She said, you won't believe. So we sat down, and we probably spent 30 minutes going through your Bible, and she was showing me all the features of it, and I was just sort of blown away by it. And then about five days later, I get this box in the mail, 
And here is a copy of your study Bible that you had sent me with my name Man. embossed on the cover. <laughs> Boy, that, that's the Lord's timing. Yeah, it really was. And, and I decided, hey, I've got to do something about this particular Bible. And so I called you and asked you if you'd come on the program, and you graciously uh, decided to do so. Thank you for the gift. Oh, you're it's welcome. It. I've never seen him so excited about a Bible. <laughs> he came in and uh, showing us all. Now, uh, I have a question for you. The market today is literally flooded with study Bibles. Uh, there are uh, the prophecy Bibles uh, right there. Uh, Nathan has an archaeology Bible. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. I am. Uh, there's creationist Bible. Uh, there's Bibles aimed at special groups like men, women, teenagers. <laughs> you name it. Uh, it, it. It's just flooded with study Bibles. What motivated you to produce a new study Bible? Well, first of all, there are just a lot of great study Bibles, and I used a lot of study Bibles writing this study Bible. <laughs> but basically, the reason I did it wasn't in my plan. Uh, I got a call from Broadman and Holman, and they had just completed the, the new Holman Christian Standard Bible. Yes. And it was about a 10-year project that they had been working on, and I knew about it. I'd seen books, you know, that had come out earlier. So I saw the New Testament, and I was really impressed with what they were trying to do. I, the, to simplify it, their, their goal was the, really the friendliness of the NIV, which is a concept translation, which I've used for years, but the literalness of the King James and Authorized. And they leaned towards the literal word-by-word -word translation, but trying to get it really friendly in English. And uh, they had completed it. A hundred scholars had worked on it. And uh, they said, Gene, would you do a Principles to Live by Study Bible from Genesis to Revelation? And, of course, they knew my style because they had published about 10, well, actually 12 of my character books uh, on Old Testament characters, too, on the New Testament. But basically, after every chapter of exposition, I would end with Principles to Live by that reflected the biblical content. And so they knew my style, and so they said, would you do a principles to live by study Bible from Genesis to Revelation? So that's how it came about. And I was in the process of uh, transitioning as senior pastor, passing the baton to my successor at what was Fellowship Bible Church North, now Chase Oaks Church. And so it was just perfect timing. And so I said, yes, I'll take on that project. And how long ago was it? Seven years? Uh, seven years. A little over seven wow. years ago. And um, actually it was ten years for the invitation. It took me three years to gear up and get going, but it took seven years to complete the project. By the way, you'll be interested in this. We thought maybe I could do it in two years. <laughs> you know, like borrowing from stuff that I'd written before. And because uh, I taught a lot of passages and uh, I had a lot of books. But boy, when I got into this, I realized, you know, sentence by sentence, line by line, I had to do something absolutely fresh. I used my own re books as resources like I use right. other people. But uh, I knew if this thing was going to have cohesion, if it's going to really hold together, really flow, and unfold the whole biblical story, I needed to start from scratch. So that's why it took seven years. Actually, well, six, year, six years and then a year to actually edit everything. Right. Well, in just a moment, we're going to come back and we're going to really delve into this and talk about what makes it so unique. Welcome back to our interview of Dr. Gene Getz, the author of the new Life Essentials Study Bible. Gene, your uh, new Bible is, is really unique in a number of ways. Uh, one thing, it talks about biblical principles to live by. What, what is that all about? 
Well, actually, when I took on this project, one of the things that they wanted me to do was principles to live by from Genesis to Revelation. So consequently, because this had become an emphasis in my own ministry, frequently in my expositions of Scripture, I come back and I say, okay, what are the principles that are true for us today that grow out of this passage of Scripture? I call them supra-cultural principles. What does that mean, supra Well, basically, a supra-cultural principle, if it is indeed a biblical principle, an enduring truth, then it can be applied at any moment in history, any place in the world, any place. In other words, uh, if, it, if it can't be applied in a little rainforest village, you know, in the heart of the Brazilian jungle, uh, as well as in the United States of America following some tragedy or something, uh, then it's probably not supercultural. Probably isn't reflecting the true biblical story. Give us so, an example. Well, for example, Nehemiah. Let's let's just take uh, in Nehemiah. Uh, the first principle that I have in Nehemiah is I, I call it intense prayer. And the principle simply reads: When we are in the midst of agonizing circumstances that seem hopeless, we should freely share our painful thoughts and feelings with God. And basically, that was Nehemiah's situation. The walls were broken down. wasn't a thing he could do. And so he went to prayer. He sat down. He wept. He mourned. A number of days, he fasted. He prayed before the God of heaven. Now, that principle is stated so it applies to you and to me. And what I point out here is that, yes, if you go to the New Testament, and I tried to verify every principle from the old with the new, if I couldn't verify it, it probably wasn't super cultural because I wanted these principles to reflect the whole biblical story. So if you go to the New Testament, yes, a lot on prayer. We're to pray without ceasing, which means it should be a regular part of our life. But if you go further into the New Testament, you'll find that Jesus used an illustration that indicates that we should cry out to God day and night under certain circumstances we're in deep trouble. And he used the widow to illustrate that. And he said, you know, if your father will hear, if, if a pagan magistrate will hear, what about our Heavenly Father? So, the, the principle is ended with a question as I explain this. Though prayer should be a pervasive part of our lives, yeah, what are some of the more difficult events in our lives when we should seek God's help more earnestly? Mm -hmm. That's the will of God. That principle will apply any place in the world. And you have the principle outlined or highlighted in blue in the text itself. The text, the big and idea then, of the text. And then right in the text you have your... Uh, the principle, and I wanted to lay the explanation and the principle as close to the text as possible. And you have 1,500 of these. 1,500 principles, wow. 1,500 segments, uh, 500,000 words. Uh, approximately that I've I've included here, and that sounds like a lot of words, and it is. But the plain <laughs> the plain vanilla Bible is about seven hundred fifty thousand, yeah. yeah. okay. so it's not quite twice the size. It's still you don't need a truck yeah. to carry it. Another you know? feature, <laughs> in addition to having the principle right there where the text appears, you have this funny looking little deal right <laughs> yes, here uh, called a. I, you know I'm not up on technology things, but Nathan is, and Nathan tells me this is called a. Quick response code or QR, QR code. code. Right. And that is one of the most remarkable things about this Bible. That makes it a multimedia study Bible, the first of its kind. And that, that's a miracle in itself because 
when I started teaching this material, seven years before it was published, uh, we decided to videotape it all, all the presentations, just put it on the World Wide Web and using all the PowerPoint slides. And this technology did not exist when we started. It was auto dealers were using That's right, right, but not video. The video connection was only about a year and a half old. And so they called me. They actually had this. They they had this Bible laid out in Denmark. Uh, It was all laid out. And they called me and said, Gene, we want to take all those video segments, 1,500 of them, have a QR code for every principal. And so, boy, did that put us on fast forward. (laughs) Nathan, you explain. What happens when, how do you use this? Well, what you'll need is a uh, smartphone or something that has a QR or barcode scanner, like ScanLife, for instance. You download the app. All you have to do is just hold it over the code, uh, and you'll see these in grocery stores and bookstores. They're everywhere now, just in the last year. You hold it over, it takes a picture, and it'll take you right to that. So basically, if you go on a like a web page, it's a link. It's a link that takes you to a yeah, video. But we're not making it clear where it takes you. It takes you to a video presentation where he is actually teaching on this principle. Fifteen hundred teaching on the World Wide Web. Two hundred and fifty hours of it, isn't it? That's right. Wow. And That's each right. Segment is what ten to fifteen minutes. Ten to fifteen. You can't go longer than fifteen because of uh, limits on YouTube. The limits, YouTube, sort of. but. Uh, this this particular one right here that uh, that we recommend, and you can get this on an iPhone 4 or on Android. Okay. And this particular one is called the Life Essentials QR Reader. It's designed just for this Bible. Oh, okay. Oh, so your own app made for yeah, this. That, right. Okay. And, uh, and that has several features, but uh, it has a lot of content. And once you download that, it's a free app, then you can connect with these codes. But there's another thing about this, and that is that once you bring that down, as you can see right here, if I can get this thing to back up, but it'll take you actually to a list of all of the videos. Okay. And that list of videos, it'll give you the book of the Bible. You go, you like, you can yeah. scroll to Leviticus. It gives you all the principles. All you got to do is touch. But on you that. don't have to have the app for this to work. I mean, you can just take the picture, and it'll take you right to the website. Yeah, it will, but you have to have the app to do that. Yes, oh. you do. Some right. kind of QR. Some, some oh, kind of yeah. QR reader. Oh, a QR reader. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now you can go yeah. on. You can go on a com- with a computer. Well, let's, as well. well, let's have a demonstration of this. In Matthew twenty-four, uh, you have a principle uh, here that uh, uh, is one that I would like for us to take a look at. It says, "Even though we do not know when Jesus Christ will remove believers from this world, we are to prepare ourselves by faithfully living in His will." Go ahead, Nathan. Okay, just hold it right over there. Line it up. And there it is. Christ's second coming. Even though we do not know when Jesus Christ will remove believers from this world, we are to prepare ourselves by faithfully living in His will. What is relevant in this passage to us today? Well, Matthew 24 says, Now concerning that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, except the Father only. In other words, no one knows when Jesus Christ is going to return to this earth. Date setting is always inappropriate in terms of the rapture, in terms of the coming of Jesus Christ, because no one knows the day or the hour. And no one knows when the rapture will take place. It's a mystery. 
We read about that in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. In a moment. Now, you see, this is a different event. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised incorruptible. We will all be changed. We read about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That's a different event where Jesus removes the church from this earth, and we're in heaven with Him, and we then will return with Him in our glorified bodies when He comes the second time, which is the primary focus of what what Matthew is talking about here, what Jesus is talking about, and Matthew's recording in Matthew 24 and 25. But secondly, the parables uh, are certainly related to this. And let me walk through this as quickly as I can, where he says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. As soon as its branch becomes tender, sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. He uses this parable. So what does this say? What is the lesson? The parable of the budding fig tree indicates there will be unmistakable signs in the physical, political, and religious world that will unfold prior to Christ's return on earth. Those are all described in Matthew 24. But what are the signs for us today? The truth in the same parable can be applied to those days before the church is removed. For example, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, and notice here the signs are more moral deterioration and spiritual. Know this, difficult times will come in the last days. He's talking now about the last days before Christ removes the church. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers without self-control, brutal without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of religion but denying its power. Avoid these people. That's spoken about the last days before Jesus Christ removes the church. Now, that's been around for 2,000 years. But what Paul says, it's going to intensify tremendously in our day. And so, the, in that sense, the parable of the fig tree certainly applies. You know, we're seeing these things happen, even in our day. Uh, look at another of the parables. Who then is a faithful and sensible slave whom his master has put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? That slave whose master finds working when he comes will be rewarded. I assure you, he'll put him in charge of all his possessions. Well, that applies directly to the second coming of Christ to earth. And so we say the parable of the faithful and sensitive slave over his master's household also teaches all believers, that's us, to be faithful as God's servants over his household, the church. Well, Gene, that, that's just amazing to me uh, to think you can click on that and watch you uh, teaching. And uh, uh, people can do that all over the world, right? Absolutely all over the world. Anywhere there is access to the Internet. For example, I was teaching uh, 23 pastors in India and uh, wonderful guys. And I, I looked out and half of them had iPhones. <laughs> and they all had computers. That means here's a guy up on the Burmese border, a little hamlet as church mice, and he could take his iPhone, he has the Bible, and I can walk alongside him and help him prepare his message on any passage of Scripture. 
it boggles my mind. I'm still trying to get my head around it. So, so well, it, it's humbling and, and, and it's awesome. It's exciting. Well, that's great. I'm hooked. Hey, let me see Second uh, Peter 3. Do you have Second Peter 3? Let's yeah, check out. Principle number 5 there. Principle number 5. All right. Let's check that one out. Looking for Christ's return. Even though Jesus Christ has not returned for nearly 2,000 years, we should not become apathetic in looking for his return. Here's Dr. Gene Getz. Peter addresses that issue in uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. He says, Dear friends, this is now the second letter I've written to you. And of course, he's already written one letter. He's referring to that first epistle. This is the second epistle. In both, I awaken your pure understanding with a reminder. Peter liked that word. A reminder so that you can remember the words previously spoken by the holy prophets and the commandment of our Lord and Savior given through your apostles. First, be aware of this. Scoffers will come. And that happened. It was happening right in the first century shortly after the church was born, relatively speaking. Scoffers will come in the last days to scoff. Now, one of the things that I think we need to keep in mind that the word last days actually begin with the coming of Jesus Christ. Remember in Hebrews it says, In these last days He has spoken to us, how? Through His Son. So we've been in the last days for nearly 2,000 years. Now you can imagine that uh, very quickly within the first century, since they were talking about imminency, since they were talking about the fact that Christ could come at any moment, uh, the scoffers said, where's the promise of His coming? So scoffers will come in the last days and say, where is the promise of His coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they have been since the beginning of creation. And so uh, Peter addresses this, this very, very serious issue of scoffers. In uh, verses 8 to 9, if you go uh, move ahead, it says, Dear friends, don't let this one thing escape you. And here he explains, With the Lord, one day is like 1,000 years. And there he's literally talking about 1,000 years, I believe. But he's saying as far as God's perspective is concerned, he doesn't measure time like we measure time. One day be, can be like a thousand years, and one thousand years like one day. And then he tells us very specifically why the Lord has not come. The Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but He's patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So one of the reasons why Jesus Christ has not returned is that He wants the door to be opened to people to come to know Him as personal Savior. He does not want to see anyone lost. That's the heart of God. And so, consequently, uh, Peter addresses that issue. Well, the fact is that um, He will come. 1 Corinthians 15, just one example. Listen, Paul said to the Thessalonians, uh, to the Corinthians, listen. I am telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep. We will not all die. But we will all be changed. It will happen. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, 
at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. In other words, Jesus Christ will come. Welcome back to our discussion with Gene Getz about his new study Bible called the Life Essential Study Bible. That was really great. Well, thank you. How did you shoot? How long did it take? 1,500 videos, and where did you shoot them? Well, actually, the whole process right at the church, and I had a live audience, people who committed. Would you believe some of them stayed with me for six, almost seven years? And it was great accountability, but I, I researched, I wrote, I taught it, and as we taught it, we videotaped it all. So and, you were uh, doing both at the same time, the all videotaping the same, and this? All the same time. When right. did you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I figured about four days a week for seven years. My wife says five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know from past experience, I used to see you at various restaurants around oh, yes, over yes. in the corner early in the morning, oh, yes. Brandy's, oh, and yes. you're sitting there writing yes. and hoping nobody's going to come up and interrupt you. <laughs> Most of it was at Café de France, <laughs> back in the corner. <laughs> Where can folks get a copy of this? Well, actually, they can go to any Christian bookstore okay. and uh, and we also make it available online you can go to lebible.com le standing for life essentials lebible.com awesome can they get an online version of this bible they can by going to amazon and uh, kindle okay download into kindle download into kindle that's available right wow that's great you know i i want to say one thing about the translation the holman translation and because i know there's a lot of king james only people out there but uh, I just want to say I think it is a fantastic translation of the Bible. And one of the things I really love about it is the number of times it uses the actual name of God, yes. Yahweh, instead yes. of using Lord. Because yes. there's a lot of verses, my Lord said to my Lord, when it's really saying Yahweh said to That's my right. Lord. And it That's makes right. a lot of things a lot clearer. And I love the way they also in the New Testament use the word Messiah. Yes, and that's yes, really instead made. of Christ. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I recommend people who are not familiar with the Holman translation to get acquainted with it, and they can do so uh, through uh, your particular study Bible. Well, Gene, you have been a great blessing to us, and we really appreciate you uh, coming by today and sharing with us. And uh, I hope that uh, you folks out there will get, uh, go to the Internet, and you will look up this Bible, and you will... In fact, i tell you one thing you do. You just go to YouTube and type in Gene Getz, and uh, all of these uh, videos will start coming up. And uh, start watching them. They'll be a great blessing to you. But get a copy of this Bible. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries, together with Nathan Jones saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Do you like to hear good answers to tough Bible questions like, how can a God of love allow suffering in the world? Or how can we know the Bible is the Word of God? Or does it matter what a Christian believes about creation and evolution? These and many other tough questions are answered in a down-to-earth, easy-to-understand way by Dr. Ron Rhodes, a highly respected author and expert in apologetics. Order the DVD called 
Tough Questions, and you will get three television interviews with Dr. Rhodes answering questions that stump many Christians. You'll be both entertained and enlightened by his brilliant illustrations, which make difficult concepts easy to understand. By watching his approach, you can share his illustrations with friends and loved ones in a comfortable way without fear. The Tough Questions DVD can be yours for a gift of $12 or more, plus shipping. Call 1-800-705-8316 today to request a copy, or order online at lamblion.com. And while you're on our website, subscribe to our bi-monthly magazine, The Lamplighter. You can receive an electronic edition of it free of charge by email, or you can arrange to receive a hard copy through the mail for a minimal fee. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus.